Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Adoption and abortion in the media and the news is is something that we talk about every now and then. We really dive into some of the issues and happenings in the world. And with the pending uh, presidential election, I think we're going to see more and more, especially on abortion. I know that uh, abortion does affect adoption. Mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so I think it's important when we're looking at adoption in the news to also understand, you know, and really comprehend what the laws are regarding abortion and what what's trying to be passed and where people are going. And rather than just taking a, you know, pro-life, pro-choice side, which obviously we both have disclosed over and over again to our listeners that we are pro-life. Right. That being said, I think it's really important to understand. I always say that you can have the best argument if you understand both sides. Absolutely. It should be how you pursue argumentation anyway. So Agreed. Mother Teresa said it best. Abortion is anti-woman. Three quarters of its victims are women, half the babies, and all the mothers. I think that is incredibly powerful because it's not looked at in that perspective by everybody where i think that this is so important and again it's i really want to focus for a moment on this quote is you hear people in society regardless of what stand they have on abortion talk about what an amazing woman mother Teresa was how incredible she was all the good that she did for humankind, mm-hmm. how she, you know, raised the bar in terms of charity and kindness and her acts of faith. And this statement is not anything that can be ignored by anybody. No. Regardless of the stance that you have on abortion, regardless of what your opinion is. you know, It you should would, give you pause. It should. And it, it should make you really evaluate, you know, if this is somebody that you admire and that you have put on a pedestal, which a lot of people have, mm-hmm. you have this woman on a pedestal, listen to her. Right. You know, it's it's not like it's an a la carte, you know, picking and choosing. Rather, if, if this woman is someone that you follow and you respect and you admire and you, and you revere that statement, abortion is anti-woman. Three quarters of its victims are women, half the babies and all of the mothers. 
I think that's that's incredible. Well, and I think that a lot of people approach life and, for instance, religion and things like that as an a la carte thing. I'll I'll pick this and which. In some areas of life, I agree with that. You pick the things that work and you, you know, kind of discard the things that you find are not working. But I don't think you can do that with certain things like religion, for instance. I think if you're going to be in, you need to be all in. And same thing with somebody like Mother Teresa. If you hold her up to such a high standard, you at least need to consider what she's saying and why she's saying it. And and why and how she got to the place to state to make this statement and right. make it so global. And you know, she would be somebody I know I, I was watching Oprah um gosh, maybe ten years ago, and Oprah had this one saying that she would always ask her uh guests if she had extra time and she would say, you know, if you were gonna have a dinner and you could invite X amount of people, who would you have at that table? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that Mother Teresa is one of the people that I would choose really? to have at that table. Yes, okay. living or dead is what she says that you right. could choose because I think that that this you know this was a woman that had such an incredible life experience, and we as a society learned so much from her, and she had so much um, influence in people's lives, and I don't think that she herself even understood the, I guess, overwhelming impact that, that she had. Yeah. Ab- yeah, absolutely. And and so I think that she, yeah, I think that she is. She'd be fascinating to She would be meet totally fascinating. To absolutely. She Who else be. is on your list? Uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Okay. I Good have, one. I have loved her story since I was a little kid. I have gone to Mansfield uh, Missouri to watch or to go visit her home um, when she was married to Almanzo. Um, Lauren goes wilder would be one. Good one. Excellent. Ironically, Oprah would be another one. Yeah. I'm sure that you've been a big fan. I've been a huge fan. Yeah. Got it. Who would be on your list? Oh, wow. That, see, I knew you were going to Living ask or dead. Um, okay. First of all, I've got to say my wife. Because if she hears this and finds out I didn't invite those her. Are granted, big, those are granted. Okay, okay, those are given. Obviously, the, the spouses okay. are always, always present. Uh, honestly, uh, maybe uh, Lincoln would be fascinating to get a perspective. My husband from, would love to, to be at that right. table, too. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Ronald Reagan. That would be another one that I Agreed. would like to uh, just pick learn his more brain. from. Yeah, pick his brain and also just... Try and learn from observing him, watching him, because they called him the great communicator. Mm -hmm. And see, I would like to see that about Lincoln. See if he was as effective, because we don't have, you know, recordings of Lincoln. And you know what I mean? So I I am interested in communication and getting ideas across. And I like how to see other people do that. So So last person that I would like, well, not the last person I'd like at the table, because it would probably be a pretty big table. (laughs) I would love, and this kind of goes back into, in my heart, adoption, is I would love to have Harriet Tubman there. Right. And I would love to talk to her um, about what her fears were and where she found strength when it didn't seem like there was any left. Right. And how she started and 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 everything that she went through i i would love i would love to have her at the table as well uh moving on to ohio where i was born oh 
Ohio. I, for some reason, I don't know why I didn't realize you were born in Ohio. I'm a Buckeye. Okay. Yep. <laughs> O-H. <laughs> yes. You're supposed to say I-O. You don't know that? O-H-I-O. No. No. Okay. For all you Ohio a, fans, I apologize. Yep, and especially those that are... dropped the ball. I have. <laughs> all right. I dropped the Buckeye. Ohio. You dropped the Buckeye. <laughs> All right. A Republican state representative in Ohio has introduced legislation that would ban abortion in nearly all cases in the state in the event that the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. So under House Bill 538, abortions would be outlawed in the state if the landmark decision were to be reversed, except in cases where the procedure is necessary to prevent the death of a pregnant woman or serious risk of the substantial and irreversible impairment of a major bodily function of the pregnant woman. And it says also this legislation does not include exceptions in the cases of rape or incest. Which I find interesting because usually that's one of the big arguments. That is. So. I think that, again, we have to have those brave states that step forward and take a stand. And I think that when you're dealing with a topic like abortion, you almost have to have a pendulum swing pretty hard right? in order to, to come back in the middle. Somewhere in the center. I think that with, you know, Ohio taking a stand, for me, I'm getting chills literally as I'm saying this. It's so interesting to me because I was born so close to Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. um, you know, days before it became legal. And so the fact that, you know, I was born in Ohio and Ohio has stood up for women and children and men, as we've learned. Yes, thank you. That I'm proud, you know, that they would take the stand. That makes me proud. And I hope that this is something that other states will look at and decide to be strong as well. Right. Republican John Becker uh, stated that Ohio is a pro-life state. I think that that is a powerful statement. I worry that by making such a powerful statement that it will give others a platform of attacking. In other words, if if we divide two camps, mm-hmm. then it's me against you, you against me. Whereas if we can all come together for the greater good and not have a division, because I think that when we do say we're pro-life, we're pro-choice, that's really just causing, you know, a conflict. Yeah. And I, I'm proud of him for, for standing up for Ohio and saying that, that Ohio is a pro-life state. And that means the world to me. I just hope it doesn't become, you know, a target. So that's a, that's a concern. He also stated, uh, if and when the Supreme Court decides to return the issue of abortion back to the states, we want to be prepared for what happens next. I think that that would be an incredible an incredible, incredible, incredible decision if the Supreme Court's decided to turn the issue of abortion back to the state and make it a state law rather than a federal law. Right. That would... I'm speechless. Like, that that, that would to me be incredible because I think that that would clearly... People would move. <laughs> yeah, I believe you're right. You know, uh, some of the more pro-choice states would start losing populace because I think by and large people don't agree with abortion. I'm in complete agreement. I think that when people, uh, you hear this statement all the time, I am pro-choice, but 
And then there's the caveats. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the caveats. However, right. if this situation occurred, right. this situation or incest occurred, or this or that, and what's so powerful about understanding that we've talked about the a la carte, mm-hmm. you know, that you you know picking and choosing and and the pendulum swinging. I think we really have to have, you know, those who know about and and in the a future episode. I would really like to take an entire episode and really break down the Roe v. Wade case because a lot of people are very misinformed that she admitted that she had lied and has now spent the rest of her and life. she never even got an abortion. No, she did not. She plays right. for adoption. And she has spent the rest of her life, I have children again, mm-hmm. spent the rest of her life trying to um, educate people and trying to right her wrong. So I think that it would be important for a future episode, if you're in agreement, to really dive into that case and really look at what the public understands and their interpretation of it. As well as the reality. As well as the reality Mm -hmm. of what really happened. Because people say, oh yeah, Roe v. Wade, I mean, abortion is legal. Well, even she, in this Hallmark case, says that it's wrong. Powerful. All right, let's move on to Jackson, Mississippi. I'm going to Jackson. (laughs) Good song. (laughs) I like it. All right, a bill has been introduced to the Mississippi legislature to prohibit abortions performed because of race, sex, or genetic abnormality, citing anti-discrimination laws, and a recent opinion of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. And this one did confuse me a little bit. I, I was surprised. I mean, I think it's a... A good bill, but are there abortions being performed? I understand the genetic thing, but are there abortions being performed because of race? Yes. Really? I I can tell you a story. Okay, Um, please. Early on in our journey of of our adoption agency, I would say it was probably four to five years in, we had a woman who had a, a little girl, and she and her husband came to us, and they wanted to adopt a boy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, a girl, another girl. And she was able to have children. And she said that she absolutely did not want to have a son, that under no circumstances would she have a son. And it was at the time where we had decided that we were no longer um, having gender preferences within our agency because it had bottlenecked our program. Mm-hmm. And in explaining this to her, she said, you know, I'm capable of having a child myself but i will have an abortion if the if the gender turns out to be a boy and remember now we can we can do testing and you can find out as early as eight weeks if you do a blood test and so there's ways to find out the gender much much sooner than 10 years ago when you had to wait until you were 18 19 20 weeks and sometimes not even then and my brother was surprised did they they weren't able to tell uh, they thought it was a boy the whole time and turned out it wasn't. So you just said your brother. <laughs> well, no, my brother's daughter. Oh, okay. so when his <laughs> wife was pregnant, gotcha. they okay. thought it was a boy the okay. whole time. <laughs> so, and, and you know what? Something else you As... need to know about my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, in, and I will say, because I do what, you know, I do oversee our adoptions within our agency. It happens. Mm-hmm. We we have women that we are told early on that it's cisgender and it turns out to be this gender. And so do people abort based upon gender? They do. And race as well. 
I have not had any experience with anybody doing that. Okay. Um, See, that was the part that I was confused by or surprised by. I was surprised that's by even a thing today. But I was maybe hurt by it all of it. Yeah, I was it, hurt. It's heartbreaking. I, when you think about it, it is. It's unbelievable. I, you know, a story uh, about myself regarding that. When I, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before on air, when I was born, um, obviously I'm Caucasian, I'm white. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was born, they thought that I was actually half African-American. And so the uh, nurses went to my mom and said, you know, is, is there a chance? I was being put up for adoption. Is there a chance that, that, you have sub with a black man and that your baby is is mixed. And my mom had said no, and uh, they didn't believe her. So there had to be a black nurse from another hospital that had to come over to the hospital to look at me to determine whether or not I was actually half black or not. So were you that dark as a baby? I only have pictures from three days on. Okay. I don't think I look that dark. Maybe I was darker in those first couple days than I appeared right. but but then again mixed babies don't always come out you know with color like dark yeah they right they're mixed race and I understand but that when when I first heard this story I questioned my mom and and I said are you are you serious and she said yes and so uh, the attorney that did our adoption mm-hmm. we actually did a three-way phone call with him and I wanted to hear if it, it was true. Not that I didn't believe her. I just, right. it'd been many, many years since that happened. And I, I really wanted clarity. Like, was that really the case? And he he got on the phone. He was very nice. And you could hear there was some tension in his voice. And I asked if it was true. And he said it was 100% true. Huh. And he said, you know, in, in 1973, yes, I'm dating myself, that, that that was something that they felt that they needed to know. And... It just blew my mind that a nurse from another hospital needed to come over to confirm whether or not I was a mixed baby or not. Right. Wow. And it's incredible. Yeah. That is a crazy story. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it is. So that hits home to me in terms of because, again, I was so close to the decision of, of Roe v. Wade and the fact that people are terminating the life of a child because of race, sex, or if there's something that may be wrong with the baby. Right, the genetic And that just seems potential. so hard to understand. I know that when I had my son, I would was 37 when I was pregnant, and I had him at 38. Mm-hmm. And my doctor had, had said to me when I first found out I was pregnant, he said, uh, what happened if the baby's Down syndrome. And I remember looking at him and I didn't understand the question. Right. What do you mean what happens? Right. I and, have the baby. And, and, I, and I, I didn't, I said, well, I guess, you know, there's resources to help us mm-hmm. and we learn how to live a life with a child that has a special need. I, right. And he said, do you want to continue with the pregnancy? And I remember thinking that would never enter my mind. I would never, if that's what, my baby was, then that's what my baby was. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and again, these are my own sentiments. It doesn't mean they have to be everybody else's. Right. But it's still hard to hear that I think all lives matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
again, when a state is taking a stand, I think that's so brave. And I commend them for doing that. Absolutely. And again, I, I reiterate this all the time because it really does mean a lot to me. You don't hear about it in the media so much when the abortion debate is being discussed. So few people seem to understand that adoption is a beautiful option. And there is somebody out there that even if you're not willing to raise a child that, for instance, has Down syndrome, somebody is out there just praying for the opportunity to do so. There is actually an adoption agency that specializes solely in Down syndrome adoptions. And more chills. They have a waiting list. It is beautiful. They have a waiting list of families Uh that are looking for a Down syndrome child. And so, yeah, I think that's incredible. They say over a dozen states have passed a similar bill or portion of the bill that's been introduced in Mississippi. Nine states have banned abortions based on sex. Two states have prohibited the procedure based on race. And two states have outlawed abortions on the basis of fetal abnormalities. The only state with a ban on all three is Missouri. Ironically, I also lived in Missouri for eight years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hence, uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder. There's the connection. Uh, (laughs) Kentucky has also passed a ban on all three, but the law has been put on hold by a court. In Utah, a bill requiring women to undergo an ultrasound to hear the sound of their fetus's heartbeat prior to an abortion earned the approval of the Utah House recently. What's interesting about this is is that the bill sponsor, West Jordan Republican uh, Stephen Christensen, Uh said that bill is meant to provide would-be mothers with the best medical information possible while they decide whether to terminate a pregnancy. He suggested it is common for women to be told their developing fetus, little one, as we thank you, is a little more than a clump of cells, despite it, despite the baby having uh, discernible hands, feet, and other human characteristics. I can, again, uh, I have a story on this as well. So we have a woman that came in and did an adoption intake with us. And she had had uh, previous abortions. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a very late term abortion. And she said that they did have her turn and look at the uh, screen and and see the baby on the screen. And she didn't want to look. Right. But she did look. Unfortunately, she still had... She went through with it. Yes. Uh, But did it change her outlook on the whole experience afterward? Well, she came to us the next time. Okay. So it apparently did. I think it did. Now, I obviously agree with this law as well. Have you researched a lot of this? No, I haven't. I have not researched a lot of this particular section of uh, abortion. All right. What I'm curious (laughs) about is the uh, pro-abortion quote-unquote pro-choice side, what their argument is against this. Because I feel this would be hard to argue against. I mean, I know why they do, because I, in my opinion, I feel I like there they're would be a hard counter-argument to make or to have more abortions. That's their, their push, it seems like. Um, okay. What is the argument? Less well, information for that's people? A, that's a good point, because you and I have substantiated over and over and over through the podcast that... Education is paramount. Mm-hmm. And the more, the more you know, we know, right. the better decision you can make. And so looking at an ultrasound and seeing what is really living inside of you rather than Fingers believing. Fingers and toes and yeah. arms and legs. And fingernails and the baby may be smiling and maybe sucking his or her thumb. And 
Yeah, I think that that's amazing. I said, you know, in when I'm thinking about this, you're right. How, what would be the counter argument? I mean, a logical one. Obviously, well, not obviously, but it seems there's a business on the other side of this issue. Agreed. And I feel like they want to drum up business. Agreed. I just don't but see at what expense? how they can... At the expense of human lives? Right. I don't see how they can morally say, no, these women shouldn't see this. What is... I, I'm blown away. I don't know. I want to know what their argument is against this particular bill where they would be, you know, shown the ultrasound you and know, shown what I, this is. I think what we should do in addition to doing um, a podcast just on the Roe v. Wade uh-huh. court case, I think if we ever had somebody who is, you know, staunch pro-choice and would be willing to to talk with us right. and explain where they're coming from. Um, I'm not saying it wouldn't wind up being a debate because... It kind it of would. always does, right. Uh, but I think it can be, if it's with the right person, it can be respectful on both sides. Of course. And hopefully we'll, we'll work out some issues from both sides of the perspective. Right. And if it right. happens, I promise, Ron, I will not throw down. <laughs> I promise. Are you sure you can make that promise? I've seen you get heated over this. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I promise. Okay. I promise. All it right. may have to be a phone interview just in case. I think it should be a phone interview. <laughs> and I'll let you hold the phone so okay. I can't hit the... Uh... <laughs> right. You broke my phone. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, looking at adoption uh, in the media and in the news and... Again, with all of the political aspects, events going around, uh-huh. I think, you know, there's lots of exciting things that are coming up and um, some things that are different and new and people don't like change. I'm one of them. I'm not a huge person that likes change. Hard to face it. As long as it's in the right direction, I'm good. <laughs> but as long as it's going my way, I'm fine. <laughs> right. <Then laughs> no, if it's not going my good. way, then I don't like change. If you got a raise, for instance, that's a right. good change. Right? That's a good change. Right. Absolutely. You know, but if taxes are higher, ooh. Then that's not a change I like. Yeah. Right. Then I'm going to struggle a little bit. <laughs> we'll have more adoption and abortion in the news and media on the next episode of Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can call our toll-free number 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and start it on creating an Arizona adoption plan or give you more information. You can check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption, written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Ron Rains. If you enjoy this podcast, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thanks to Grapes for letting us use their song I Don't Know as our theme song. Join us next time for Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.